We have tried to strengthen the security around uh, the bases as well as the vehicles. We are also busy fixing the 23 vehicles that uh, were were damaged, and uh, that is costing uh, us about 286,000 to fix the vehicles that were damaged. Hmm. We have also administratively we are trying to manage. Uh, the situation was issued ultimatum to the workers and letters were delivered yesterday because uh, the ultimatums were were ignored. So therefore, we have uh, resorted in uh, issuing dismissal letters to all those who have not uh, who have failed to return to work. So few uh, returned yesterday. So we're going to act decisively against those who have not uh, returned to work. Mm. According to your information at the department's disposal, how many workers have gone on strike and, and from which areas? The areas that are affected, it's uh, the whole of Amatola district, as well as uh, parts of uh, BCM. Uh, that is just the King Williamstown area. Mm-hmm. We're talking of about 120 workers. And now, has this, uh, will the city be interdicting the strike action, or, or what will you do next? Yes, we are definitely looking into that. We are briefing the council this morning. Has the city been in conversation with the workers, though? And, and how far are those talks if, if you've been in conversation with them? We, 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 we had an engagement with the union uh, last week, uh, I mean two weeks ago. Uh, but uh, there was a disagreement which resulted in some workers walking out of the, of the meeting. But uh, we have an open door policy. We are still willing to engage with uh, the unions to address all the issues that uh, have been raised. But I must also emphasize that dispute some of the, of the issues that were raised during the last. We, we've lost you there, Mr. Capello, for a second. Can you repeat that? Use their own cell phones. This issue was addressed. We have issued uh, a device that is called... Uh, Push to talk, which is the most appropriate device uh, for the emergency services. But uh, in this area where there's a strike, the workers have refused to utilize that device. Uh, uh, but elsewhere in the province, some workers are using the, the, the device. So you to say they are forced to use their cell phones. Uh, that is not. Uh, the, the, the reason why they rejected the device in the Matolis, they wanted the department to supply them with their cell phones. Mm-hmm. So, so just for clarity's sake, again, you've sent out dismissal letters. You says a few, a few of them have responded and come back to work. How many of those that have you sent the dismissal letters uh, have have not returned? We 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 said yesterday and we said this morning the management of the emergency services should submit a report because we want to be accurate as far as that is concerned. So we are going to get the accurate numbers this morning. I thank you so much for that update. That was the Eastern Cape Health Department spokesperson Cesar Copello. 
Elvis Preslin on SAFM. Brings the time now to 5.46. You can engage with us. I would like to find out from you. Are you perhaps surprised? You've heard it. Uh, we've carrying the story this morning now that uh, the Gauteng municipalities are in a crisis. Uh, Eleven of those uh, municipalities are not in a stable condition. And I'm asking you, does that admission that the Gauteng municipalities are in a crisis come as a surprise to you? I'll take a look at some of your comments uh, in a short while. Let's now turn to this story. Residents in Isupingo Hills, south of Durban, say they are living in fear after some community members allegedly hijacked a water tanker in the area. It is alleged that over the weekend, a group of residents with firearms stopped a water tanker and filled their own tanks before instructing the driver to deliver water to another part of the area. Some parts of Isipingo are still without water since the floods almost two weeks ago. Meanwhile, no one has been arrested with the killing of an official at the water and sanitation depot at Ottawa in Durban at the weekend. Nonkaluleko Schlope reports. The shortage of water in Etsegunin municipality has resulted in alleged criminal elements being undertaken by some frustrated community members. Chairperson of the ECP or Community Policing Forum, Aidan David, says there are not enough water tankers servicing the area and residents are now becoming frustrated. David says people's lives are now in danger as vigilantism crops its ugly head. Because of the desperation of the people's need for the water, and some people are believing that they didn't get the water, so they're taking the laws into their own hands. They've decided to come and hold up the guys that are taking water and filling water as well by gunpoint, and they've relocated the trucks to their locations. They've even forcefully filled in their 1,000-litre skid tanks by a gunpoint. And that's uh, putting the community's life at risk, and that's a sad part. Desperate communities of Etewini, who have resorted in river water, say they are now experiencing health complications. A community member who spoke under condition of anonymity in Manga Mazini area, south of the city, says their homes are now smelling since they cannot flush toilets. She says... They have tried to use water from rivers nearby, but have since developed rashes. It is difficult to wake up in the morning and try to prepare the kids for school. Sometimes we have to wake up very early to go around looking for water since the kids have to bath before going to school. I am also going to work. We are faced with problems since the floods two weeks ago and the worst part is that the toilets are smelling. Our sewage system is leaking without being fixed and we have tons of dirty clothes. We are using water from the rivers and we have developed a rash all over our bodies. Some communities on the north coast of Deben in Ottawa are breathing a sigh of relief after water slowly came back exactly 13 days of taps running dry. This is the area where a Tony municipal official was gunned down by unknown suspects. Resident and facilitator for the Ottawa Environmental Forum, Andisha Maharaji, shares her frustration. And now again with this water issue. It has become an expensive experience for us as a community to bear with the loss of an official. She's not my sister, she's no one to me, but she's, she's providing me with a service. She was there to assist the community. And now everything has stopped. Does it have to take people losing lives over and above in the line of duty 
to give us service. The family of the slain Etsuni official, Pumzile Kata, once answers her brother, speaking under condition of anonymity, says they are pinning their hopes on police investigations. Our sister never complained about anything of receiving the threats at work. She used to tell us that it extremely busy after the floods. We are looking for answers as to why she was killed. Our hopes lies on the police investigation to shed some light who killed her and for what. Police in Guazunatal say they are still investigating Atta's murder and no one has been arrested. The motive is also unknown at this stage. I'm Nunculegotlope in Durban. And uh, that report coming in from KwaZulu-Natal. Now, for more on this, we're joined on the line by the Emergency Response Coordinator for Doctors Without Borders in Etiquini, Sean Christie. A very good morning to you and welcome. Good morning to you, Elvis, and to your listeners. Mr. Christie, from your observations and your interactions with uh, the affected communities, how dire is the situation of the lack of water and sanitation provision in that area that you visited? Uh, thanks very much. It's pretty unprecedented, I think, just given the scale of uh, infrastructural loss, you know, both water water piping and on the sanitation sewage side. Um, so the community, uh, many communities uh, in to this north, south, and west of uh, of the port, are without water and and will be without water for some time to come. Um, and obviously, having no water. Uh, and also having a sanitation crisis raises the uh, risk of disease outbreak. Um, and it's also uh, very steep and harsh living conditions for those who've, particularly for those who've lost their homes. Now, now you've heard in that report that people have been reporting experiencing bodily rashes. Now, could this be due to contaminated water? And, and how best can people treat uh, some of the, the water that they use from the dams and the streams? I think the city is doing its, its best to get water to vulnerable communities. Um, and uh, a lot of the shelters that we visit are have now Jojo storage tanks, and these are being refilled. Um, uh, but it, indeed, if people are using surface water, um, and, and with a high likelihood, uh, an increasing likelihood of condam- contamination, then uh, all, all, all manner of skin and gastrointestinal issues may be attributable. Um, the suggestion really is to... Uh, is to to try and find a water source that's being provided by the city, um, number one. And uh, and number two, there is, uh, of course, ways of treating surface water, chlorine tablets, and so on and so forth. And I think distribution of some of these items is going to be, um, has to be considered very closely, very seriously in the coming days. Should, should Peter, uh, if they don't have chlorine tablets, should they just boil their water, perhaps? Uh, boiling water can can uh, uh, kill some of the bacteria, of course, yes, uh, if possible. Mm-hmm. And and how high is the risk of waterborne diseases in these communities now? As I said, Elvis, with uh, with this kind of dual lack of provision uh, issue, water provision issue, um, and when you look at the fact that sanitation has collapsed in so many areas, 
it's obviously um, it's obviously a risk. It's a risk that authorities are very aware of. Um, it's a risk that we're concerned of. Uh, and as time goes by, the risk rises. Hmm. COVID also remains a huge risk uh, we, that we have to deal with. Uh, how best should the water tanks as well as the potable water, uh, the potable toilets rather be used? Uh, and for those that would like to assist you as uh, Doctors Without Borders, how do they get in touch with you? Indeed, COVID, uh, COVID numbers are rising again, and um, it, it's, uh, you, you know, I think a, a problem with some of the, the shelters that we visit is that toilets have been donated, but there's no, um, there's no management of those toilets. They're not being desludged. Uh, so it's important to get, get toilets that are under management and also cleaning agents uh, to communities who are in these temporary uh, situations so that they are empowered to, to uh, clean their own facilities um, adequately. Um, yeah. Right. Uh, that's where we got to leave it, unfortunately. Sean, Sean Christie is the Emergency Response Coordinator for Doctors Without Borders in Etiquini. You can assist them if you go online. I'm Olis Kaunda, the mayor of Etiwini Municipality. We appeal to members of the public to desist from violent public protest and blockading roads, as this prevents our employees from restoring basic services. We understand the devastation the floods have caused, and we send condolences to the families of those who lost their loved ones. Burial support will be provided to families. For more information on burial support and for updates on the restoration of services, visit our social media pages at Etewini M on Twitter and Etewini Municipality on Facebook or contact your local councillor. I thank you. SAFM Heavy torrential rains have come with misfortune and devastation to the thousands of people that are now left homeless because of the floods. SABC, in partnership with Gift of the Givers, has joined hands in providing relief to the displaced communities in KZN. It is our human responsibility to help our fellow South Africans in times of adversity and hardship. Let's unite to help the victims of the KZN floods get back to their normal way of life. Join the flood relief drive and do your part by donating today. Banking details, gift of the givers, Standard Bank, Peter Maritzburg, account number 052-137-228, branch code 057525. Please use KZN Floods forward slash SABC Cares as a reference. For more information, visit www.safm.co.za. SABC, in support of KZN flood victims. The Democratic Alliance has launched its Zondo dashboard in response to the release of parts of the State Capture Commission report. For more on this, we joined on the line by Advocate Glynis Breitenbach, the DA MP and Shadow Minister of Justice and Correctional Services. A very good morning to you and welcome, ma'am. Uh, good morning. Thanks very much. Explain the Zondo dashboard to us and, and what is the purpose? Well, the, the Zonda dashboard is really a uh, an easy, easily accessible summary of the 1,438 people who have been implicated in the Zonda reports thus far. 
what they have been implicated in and and then what progress is being made. So have the police, uh, are the police investigating, have they made any progress, uh, has the NPA prosecuted or are they making any progress? So, uh, there's a there's a website that is accessible and uh, and it's to to really to hold the the police and the NPA to account to ensure that these matters are properly investigated and and prosecuted as quickly as possible. Is this and so that the public mm-hmm. can easily track uh, what's happening with all of these matters? Is this in response to perhaps the lack of prosecutions to date? Well, it's in response to the lack of prosecutions because you know the pace has been disappointingly slow. Um, but in fairness, they have in the recent past had two or three um, small successes in this regard. Uh, but now high-profile people have been arrested or prosecuted, and, and we'd like to see that happen. So, you know, in the next reports that are coming out, uh, the next two Zonda reports that will come out, uh, we expect that figure of 1,400 to almost double of, of implicated persons. And, uh, and the, you know, South African public has a right to to see where their tax dollars are being spent. Mm-hmm. How will people access the Zondo dashboard? Uh, there is a, a website. Uh, sorry, I can't access it while I'm on my phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there, there, is a, there is an easily accessible website. If you Google uh, Zondo dashboard, you'll find it very easily. Wonderful. Advocate Glynis Breitenbach, DA, MP and Shadow Minister of Justice and Correctional Facilities. On behalf of the team, Stagazalo Dlamini, Asanda and Tame, and Tracy Boomgaard, Technical Producer Mark Prellis, Senior Producer Ronald Peary, and Executive Producer Vutsi Lakoto, I'm Elvis Preslin. Until tomorrow. The day after. <laughs> we'll see you then. Ciao for now. Arrivederci.